Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. We are finally moving on to talking about the actual tea leaf itself. For the last several weeks, we've spent a lot of time about how to make good glasses of iced tea and good cups of hot tea. But we are finally moving on to talking about the tea leaf, specifically white tea this week. White tea you can find everywhere. If you look around, you'll see it in bottles in the supermarket for ready to drink. Uh, Snapple makes a cute white tea, so does Lipton. You will find it in cosmetic companies. They're using it in their creams and lotions. You'll find it in candles and soap. Don't ask me how they get it in there. I have no idea. But you will see the word white tea everywhere. I think a lot of companies like to use it because it conjures up images of exotic and helpful and good for you and spa-like and relaxation. There are lots of words people associate with white tea. And some of them are fitting and some of them are not. There are a lot of confusing claims about white tea and we are going to get after those and make everything really, really clear about what white tea is and where it comes from. The history of white tea is tied intimately to the history of tea in China. White tea comes from China and it's important to realize the history of tea in China, particularly before the year 1392. Now, all of us know the old rhyme, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Well, a hundred years before that, there was an act in China that sort of changed the course of tea history dramatically. Prior to 1392, tea was grown and processed into cakes. It was all green tea cakes in China. And while that seems like a pretty good deal for everybody, those green tea cakes were used as currency. Now, that caused a lot of instability and corruption and currency problems because you can imagine how hard it would be to regulate a currency if everybody could just grow it. Imagine if like eggs were today's currency, because I know that if that were the case, I would have a whole bunch of chickens in my backyard and I'd be using those eggs for my currency. Well, that's kind of what happened in China. The green tea cakes being used as currency caused all kinds of problems. And so they were banned. Now, it takes a while, but the ban eventually becomes complete some 100, 150 years later. But, you know, you still have tea. People still want tea. And so as a result of that, a lot of the loose-leaf tea techniques that we see today were developed because now you can't have tea cakes, but people still want tea. And so they developed all the methodologies of how to make loose-leaf tea. And that's where a lot of the black oolong and then ultimately white tea came from because prior to that it was all green tea and green tea cakes but when they were making loose leaf tea they created different ways of uh, making tea and that's where the black oolong and white tea comes from and surprisingly white tea is the newest of the bunch in terms of tea years it's actually a fairly new technique between 1772 and 1782, around the time when we were having our original tea party in Boston, the Chinese were developing white tea. The Zhao family in uh, 
Fujian province, developed white tea in an interesting way. They were trying to find a more efficient and dare I say cheaper way of making tea. And so they were taking their tea leaves and trying to process them less. Black tea, green tea, oolong all require pan firing and more processing as it were. So the Zhao family developed this technique of making this tea very simply with a minimal amount of processing and that's where white tea is born. But that's not the whole story. That's where white tea comes from. When we come back, I will talk about the rest of the story. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. <sighs> I've always had such a tough time waking up in the morning, but coffee is so hard on my stomach. I need a good alternative. How about tea? It's not just an alternative to coffee, it's a solution. Many tea varieties offer a lift without the negative side effects associated with coffee. You mean no more sour stomach? That's right. Say goodbye to that teeth-grinding, nerve-shaking, dehydrating habit. But isn't tea really bitter? No, not when you've got good tea. There are hundreds of varieties to choose from, and each offers its own unique flavor, from the light and silky to the bold and toasty. Plus, the Maya Tea Company blends many teas with subtle, tantalizing flavors like vanilla, raspberry, and almond. The possibilities are endless. That sounds too good to be true. These great teas must be very expensive. At MayaTea.com, you can select the amount of tea you want, and their prices are incredible. Plus, you can save an extra 15%. Just enter STEEP into the coupon code. STEEP? Yeah, STEEP, as in steeping around. Just go to www.mayatea.com, that's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com, and enter STEEP into the coupon code. Thanks. I'm switching to tea today. <laughs> Welcome back to Steeping Around. I'm your host, Manish Shah. And today we are talking about white tea. We spoke earlier about how the Zhao family created the original technique for manufacturing white tea or producing white tea back somewhere between 1772 and 1782. They lived in Zhangyang County in China, specifically Fujian province. And their technique spread rather quickly to Fuding County, Zhenghei and Zhongxi, and all of those regions are counties in the northeast area of Fujian province in China. That region today still represents the area where the bulk of the white tea production of the world comes from. What is interesting, though, is what's happened to the production of white tea over the last 10 years. Fujian and that area specifically also used to produce a lot of black tea. But in the last 10 years, much of that black tea production has been replaced with white tea. White tea's ever-growing popularity is not actually connected with the Chinese. The Chinese more highly prize green tea and oolong teas. The reason for the increase in the production of white tea in China is specifically related to Westerners. To us, we are consuming way more white tea than we ever did before. That's because of a single event 
about 10 years ago. The Linus Pauling Institute about then released a study that they had done, and the findings of their study were that white tea was healthier for you. It had more polyphenols, more antioxidants, and it was better to drink than green tea. And in our ever-present quest for better health here in the United States, companies ran with it. And so today you find white tea everywhere, particularly in things that are trying to add more health benefits to whatever they happen to be. And so this increased demand for white tea has caused the Chinese to respond accordingly. And now we consume a great deal of it. What makes white tea healthier is really in how it's processed. White tea and green tea are quite similar, in fact. Neither of the teas are oxidized. We spoke earlier about the difference between white tea, green tea, oolong, and black tea as really degrees of oxidation. Oolong teas being more oxidized and black teas being fully oxidized, which is why the color of the liquor itself is a little darker and a little richer. White tea is not oxidized. Green tea is not oxidized either. The difference between green tea and white tea is the amount of processing. When you make green tea, you subject it to some high temperatures, some pan frying to remove the moisture. When you make white tea, you don't put it into that high temperature process. White tea ideally is dried in the sun. You just pick it and dry it in the sun and that is the most minimal amount of processing you can do. Now, the area where white tea is processed is oftentimes very cloudy, and you can't dry it in the sun. So they have established houses, rooms, where the heat is turned up a bit, the humidity is removed, and so the tender leaves are lightly baked, very, very low heat to remove the moisture. And that is what gives white tea its specific characteristics. White tea is also different in that it's made from a bush called Da Bai Hao. You can make green tea from this bush. It's a Camellia sinensis bush. It's a cultivar of that. And what's unique about this bush is that the buds of this bush are particularly large. I spoke earlier about how the Chinese prize green tea and oolong teas and they specifically prize smaller, tender leaves. Well, this bush, this uh, Da Bai Hao, actually has slightly longer leaves, but it is a very hardy bush and very good for making white tea. You can make green tea from it, but it's very good at making white tea. So it's this bush and how this tea is processed in terms of the low temperatures and very gentle methods that separates white tea from all the rest of the teas around. The popularity of white tea has sort of encouraged other countries to produce them as well. You can now get some white tea from Darjeeling. I've seen some from Sri Lanka. I've tasted the ones from Darjeeling, and they're, they're quite good, but they don't have the same flavor as that that you will find from China. And truly, they represent a very, very small fraction of the overall percentage of white tea manufactured in the world. When we come back, we are going to continue our discussion and speak about some of the myths of white tea in our question of the week. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Susan, what's happening? 
So, um, I'm going to need you to stay a little later today. Uh, we need to play a little catch-up. If you could do that for me, that would be great. Need a little something to help you push through your workday? Forget that created in a chemistry lab five-hour energy beverage. We've got something better. A delicious drink that will give you the jolt you need plus health benefits. This drink increases metabolism and attention span and decreases the risk of cancer, diabetes, and heart problems. Can you guess what it is? If you said tea, you're a genius. The Maya Tea Company offers a huge selection of decadent tea blends at an unbeatable price. So whether you're in the mood for something light or bold, hot or cold, Maya Tea has just what you need. And even better, you can get it right from your desk. Just log on to www.mayatea.com, that's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com, and save an extra 15% of your hard-earned paycheck by entering the word STEEP in the coupon code. You know, STEEP, as in steeping around. No problem getting through today. We are talking tea leaves here on Steeping Around, specifically white tea. And I'd like to hear your take on it. You can send me any question that you have about white tea. Do you have an experience about white tea that you'd like to share? In fact, do you have any question at all about any tea? You can send me your questions and I will gladly answer them on the air. You can do so most easily by sending me an email. My email address is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. You can also visit our website, www.mayatea.com. And if you would, if you like the show, fan us on Facebook. We have fan sites for both Steeping Around and the Maya Tea Company. The question of the week is, again, my own creation. And I want to address some of the myths about white tea. The question is, is white tea rare and expensive? And if you were to sort of browse the various tea sites, it would seem as though white tea was indeed rare and very expensive. But the truth be told, it's not. We spoke about how in the last 10 years, white tea production has been ramped up to meet the demand of Western cultures for white tea. And so white tea is not particularly rare. In China, it's not that highly prized, and is actually considered kind of a common tea. Now, you won't find it everywhere here. The production of it is not as widespread as, say, black tea or green tea, but it is still pretty easily found, and you can get it at a price that's pretty favorable. The prices for white tea, especially loose leaf, are not that out of line with their counterparts for green, oolong, or black tea. Good, good high-end white tea is priced right along the prices for good black tea. But green tea and oolong tea is more expensive. So do not be concerned as we're talking about white tea that it is unbelievably expensive or unbelievably rare. Because the fact is, it's, it's not. One of the things to know about white tea, though, is that it's very, very voluminous. What I mean by that is a pound of white tea occupies a great deal of volume. It's very airy and the leaves are large and light. So 
when you get a package, oftentimes the package will be lighter than the same size package of green tea, which is more dense. That's the only thing that you need to be aware of when you're purchasing white tea, that the can will probably be lighter, but it shouldn't be that much more expensive. We hope you've enjoyed our introductory show on white tea. Next week, we're going to continue our discussion further on white tea. We're going to get into the health benefits, how to brew it, the different grades, and what you should be looking for when you are ready to purchase some white tea. We hope you'll join us next week, and thank you for listening. Until then, enjoy your cups. Bye.